Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Greetings and salutations, my fellow league mates, friends, and loyal listeners, fantasy football fanatics all across the globe. It's your boy, Z Briggs, a.k.a. Mr. All Trading to you, also known as Renaya Got That Wet Wet, and Team Unity. And you are now listening to the The Love the Game, I Love the Hustle Man Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and this is your episode three, week two recap, week three preview of I Love the Game, I Love the Hustle Fantasy Football Podcast. Week two brought a clear league favorite, exposed some teams and made a few nervous and left others treading the waters of mediocrity. Led by Awful Waffle, season high of 161.48. He sucked the fun straight out of more fun. Jay Stallin's squad, Tyreek Hill, and newly traded for Amon Ross St. Brown. Plus, Curtis Samuel led the way for Awful Waffle as he was sipping on some syrup. Good googly moogly. That thing was juicy. Tyreek Hill balled out and defeated the league scoring high wide receiver Stephon Diggs. But Jay Stallings' rest of the junkyard game didn't come through. Matt Peters, $25 is now in your Venmo account. I sense a trade for more fun looming. Does he have enough firepower? We'll see. Rigatoni had the sauce, the juice, and the steam on the way to another high-scoring performance against Nick's winless squad. Rigatoni led by Jalen Hurts, A. Jones, and two valuable low-dollar wide receivers in Christian Kirk and Rashad Bateman. Straight finger-blasted. Nick's team of injured, suspended, and suspect players. Forrest and Nick to look externally for improvements, but we'll talk about that later. Next highest scorer was Jay Hollis. Had a breakout performance. And threw down the road spikes on Joe's white Ford Bronco. In the battle for the South, Josh won 140-105. to Joe's stars and scrubs approach didn't quite work that well with Keenan Allen being out and Najee Harris possibly being more scrub than a star. Team Rocket got his first win with a full chub performance over Lyman's Pops. Team Blue Chips, Alligator Blood. New name alert. <laughs> Shout out. God did. Uh, Kevin Booger's team is surprisingly 2 0 with. Not the greatest scoring weeks, but just enough. That's what she said. Going 2-0, and giving T.Y. just a tough another L. Birdfur 2.0 said, fuck yo, couch. Team Unity. With a combined score of only 3.2 points coming from his running back position, but still beat my ass. Shout out to Team Birdfur for that. I think that running back... Um, low score might have forced uh, the first kind of, what are you doing, bruh? trade of the of, of the year but you know we'll see we'll talk about that soon which actually brings us to this week's transactions Ooh, transition music so far we've had three trades this week which makes it six in total for the for the entire season 
thus far, and it is only the start of week three. As alluded to before, just a second ago, Burford 2.0 was probably worried about the scarcity in his running back situation. So he sent Nick his first panicked but reliable wide receiver in a deal that brought a lot of chatter to the sleeper group chat. Speaking of which, keep that group chat going. I'd love to see the back and forth, the gifts, the gifs, and all that shit. Um, you know, the more memes, the more things that we can do to, to talk shit brings us more actually together than it does further apart. Don't let these people think that we're as divided. We're united in this thing, in this struggle. I love the game. I love the hustle, bruh. So Zach traded T. Higgins and Rashad one point penny plus $10 to Nick for the Jets RB2, the rookie running back, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, and the 49ers currently injured reserve running back, Elijah Mitchell. Hmm. It was pretty clear that Zach was about to make a trade as soon as he sold to me that he was like, um, uh, I'm not going to make any moves. You know, I got all these good receivers. I don't really need to worry about it. As soon as he said that, I knew he was full of shit and was expecting a trade to come down the line. And yes, that's what happened. Zach has a love for Brees Hall going dating back to his first round pick in Dynasty. First round pick in Dynasty meant that his team sucked last year, if y'all don't know about Dynasty football. But maybe he traded for it. I'm not exactly sure. Zach likes Brees Hall. He likes the Jets offense. Big fan of Zach Wilson. Probably because he, you know, yeah, we don't need to talk about Zach Wilson. But anyway, I'm sure Zach was thinking that Brees Hall is going to beat out Michael Carter for that 1A role. And then he's also attempting to buy early on what started the season as the San Francisco 49ers lead running back Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, I think that there's a chance that both of those things happen. It's just a matter of if it probably wasn't a chance that I would have taken and maybe he could have gotten more for T Higgins, but we'll see if I was give a, a grade for this, I'll give Zach a C plus and Nick a, an A straight up an A for receiving the, the best part of the deal for sure the, the guaranteed but it could come back in a few weeks and and those running backs hit for zach and and we're saying we was all overreacting more to come there more trades to follow team rocket made his first trade of the season but i'm sure there will be eventually be plenty more team rocket loves a trade jake kovaleski the second kovaleski trade of the year or of the season traded to your boy mr trade him yourself team unity trading the oft-injured or one of the oft-injured Bucks wide receivers and Chris Godwin for the young ascending rookie running back out of Houston slash Florida, Damian Pierce, and an upside dart throw in tight end Irv Smith out of Minnesota. It's more low-key trade. If I was to give Jake a grade, I would give him a B because he has the depth pause to withstand the, the growing pains of the young running back and upside throw on the tight end. And i probably give myself a B minus. But we'll see, you know, I already had low running back depth and, and, and losing probably the most guaranteed spot of mine in that running back's uh, backfield for a chance at an upside wide receiver might not work out, but we'll see, you know, I like to live a little on the edge. Last but definitely not least, Burford 2.0 got a second trade of the week and of the season to Team Unity. Fourth trade, my fourth trade of the season. This is a big one, folks. Um, we're trading the number one wide receiver at in, in the NFC East. Da, 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 yet to be seen. 
or for me to reveal who that is, A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. And we also got Mark Andrews and Drake London and Alan Lazard involved in this trade. Drake London's probably the Vegas favorite for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So more to come. Too early to tell on a, on a grade for this one. Both big, big swings on this. We'll see. Um, you know, I think the league is definitely a little bit too low on, on Alan Lazar based on how many trade offers I had including him. I think he's a sure thing, a top 30 wide receiver this season, the most guaranteed pass catcher that's not a running back for Alan Rodgers. And we're on to week three already tonight. Thursday night is a more typical Thursday night game as the Steelers face the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I don't think we're calling for any high rain, snow, or just crazy wind. But who knows? You know, I'm glad just to watch uh, a game in Cleveland. I'm sad there's not going to be any more Baker Mayfield commercials. By far, again, as I said last season, the best starting quarterback actor there is shitting on all of Patrick Mahomes commercials. Thank goodness we don't have Russell Wilson commercials. Dak is actually doing pretty good, low key, um, but we'll see. Um, tonight is your, is your white granddad's favorite type of football. I'm talking defense, defense, defense. A maximum of 20 passes, run hard nose, up the gut, three yards. Keep your fucking feet running, feet pounding, feet moving. Coach Chipman, guards doing D slides. This is what we're talking about. So if you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you're starting them. Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris on the Steelers, you're starting them. Uh, Amari Cooper, he's probably a solid wide receiver three play, flex play. Pat Fryermuth, uh, he's still a top 12 tight end. Um, should should have a decent game. He, you know, They don't get to the red zone much, but when they do, they're looking for him. Claypool is on Nick's team. Uh, so don't know if he's starting him. He's at best a flex play. George Pickens on off a of waffle. Don't think he's starting him, but I'm calling for a, a George Pickens first touchdown of the season of his NFL career, not in the preseason. I'm calling that tonight. Uh, if you got any money on these Kansas sport books, I'm putting some money on George Pickens touchdown anytime. I'm not sure what it pays out. But I think I'm going to double, triple, quadruple my money there. Week three matchups. We don't have any unbeaten team squaring off. But it will be a big win and a big week, sorry, for the non-winning teams. Jay Stalin, the Juice, Nick, Tyler McNeil really need to pull out a win this week or it will be a tough, 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 tough hill or hole to climb out of going down 0-3 in this competitive league. I wish all of you gentlemen and Nick Bates, the best, except for my weekly opponents, as always. Good luck and get this money. Yeah.